Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. is a real deal because we feel um, that public eye and we can feel that judgment. And actually, uh, I think we're more than anything, we're picking up on the anxious energy of the people around us. Because let's think about it. Um, most of us, well, this is kind of how our little brains work. When things start happening and, you know, the whole when we stress, we regress that Brian teaches us that, you know, our brains just start getting very active. The cortisol starts pumping out and our child's misbehaving and then our anxiety starts to heighten. And we all sort of have this parental voice that's not us. It's someplace out there in the universe and we all have it. So then you have every adult in the environment hearing a parental voice that this is not okay, that this is really not okay. And it's so not okay that it even is like you're a bad parent if your child is struggling when you're in public, that your children should know how to act when they're in public. But in fact, public is one of the most challenging places because there's all this stimulation right? You're in the grocery store and there's the lights and the smells and the colors and they put everything that's wonderful and off limits to children right at the child level. Like, man, they just really stack the odds against us. (laughs) So today I just want to talk about that a little bit. And Joni, thank you. (laughs) I know a lot of times I hop on here and I'm just, you know, we're just keeping it real. So I appreciate that compliment. I really do. Um, So I want to just talk a little bit about some strategies um, for public situations. First of all, um, some things that my daughter taught me, and then uh, later she reminded me. um, One, if at all possible, uh, make sure that you are at your best when you're getting ready to go to the store, meaning that you're not tired and cranky already, you're not already hungry, Make sure everybody has a snack before you go. Um, And Marley was the one, uh, I remember her telling me, Mom, make sure we eat. Make sure we have a snack before we go to the store so you don't get too cranky. Um, It was beautiful for her to be able to be helpful like that. So that puts you in a position to help your child, help them cope with all of the things that are super enticing. So... That's the first step is to, you know, if if at all possible, when at all possible, and get your rest or be rested and make sure you have had something to eat before you go to the store so that you're at your best to help them cope with all the stimulation that's coming at them. And the other thing um, that I have found helpful is if you pretty well know that you're going to off while you're at the store, um, a lot of times we do this thing where we offer it like a reward like if you're good at the store you'll get something at the end of the trip so then we're setting the stage for a lot of anxiety already going in and then they've got to contain that excitement while they're in a situation that's already very stimulating with all these wonderful things right at their little fingertips and
we don't always realize is a setup. So um, that's the setup piece is because they're already excited and it's already very stimulating. And so it's increasing the likelihood that they're not going to be able to maintain behavior to get the prize that you have offered. So instead, let them pick something out first. Go ahead and indulge their need to look at all the stuff and, you know, pick out whatever they're going to get. And that way, while they're riding in the cart, they can be looking at their wonderful new thing while you are getting the groceries purchased. The other thing is when they're really, really little and they're in that cart, that's a great time to educate, you know, just to be going through the store and looking at this and, you know, you get to talk about the colors and you get to talk about the vegetables and the fruits and where they come from and the, you know, if, it, if you eat meat and you're talking about the chicken and the hamburger meat and where it comes from, I mean, it's just a tremendous opportunity for education, and I strongly encourage it. That in itself can be a lot of fun for your children. Um, and a lot of times, um, that's something that we know or we think of with little little kids, like two, three, four. But sometimes our bigger kids haven't really had those experiences. And so, um, you know, as much as we can have our patients cap on and have time, to be able to go through the grocery store. And as we sense them regressing and getting, you know, busy, 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 you know, to use those things that um, that we might have used when they were two or three or four. So, you know, just teaching and, um, and sharing, I think, is uh, mostly they just want to be engaged. You know, the grocery store is all this stimulation and you're distracted because you're trying to buy your groceries. And so that's that's the part where it's like I'm on my, I'm on my mission to get our groceries and you're on your mission to um, to I'm sorry, Joni made a comment to get to they're on their mission to just have fun and be kids because that's what they do. And you're on your mission to get groceries. And those two missions are going in two opposite directions. And so the more you can bring those two together, and that means your awareness of what their need is, they're not just intentionally being um, annoying. <laughs> you know, it's a setup. You know, the setup is that there's all the colors and all the lights, it's very stimulating, and they put all the things that they know parents are gonna be like, no, you can't have that, no, you can't have that. They put all of that right at eye level for our kids. And so we have to really, embrace what their challenge is at the store and as we can get a little bit closer to them and their need then we can help them sort of meet our need too and it makes me think about um, a conversation I recently had with a parent in a coaching session and um, she described a situation at a restaurant which you know again another public place um, stimulation with regards to food Especially many of our kids have um, sort of, uh, let's just call it, they're just highly excitable around food. It could be that they have um, food sensitivities. It could be texture and taste. There could be, you know, conflicts that you've had in trying to get them to eat this or that. And so they get to the restaurant and when we stress, we regress. And the next thing you know, you have a 10, 11, 12-year-old who's climbing under the table and flipping upside down and doing things that you would expect more from a toddler. So remember, Brian always reminds us to parent the emotional age that's being presented. So uh, bring out those old-fashioned games. Take your paper and your pencil. Um, play hangman. That's one of my favorites. 
or joint drawing, you know, like where you draw a piece and then they draw a piece and then, you know, just bring out some of those, maybe tic-tac-toe, some of those things that are, that you can do to pass the time because that's part of the, part of the struggle is they are excited and anxious about what's going to happen this food that's coming is it going to be good but you know it's just a lot there's just a lot there it's just a lot and so uh, as they regress then we just have to be prepared to parent the age that we are experiencing and um, I f what I thought was really fun about the conversation is incredible parent I mean she's just really amazing and super dynamic but in that moment, she got a little locked up, too, in terms of her creative thinking. And, um, you know, generationally, I take a lot of things from my mom, and she's now in her 70s. And so I have, like, in my, in my parenting tool chest, I have all these, like, old-fashioned kind of things where you don't have to have Wi-Fi and you don't have to have your phone to be able to keep yourself and your kids entertain while you're in a situation where they're getting anxious and stressed and they're losing their patience and their window of tolerance is closing down and they're becoming a toddler before your very eyes. And so I encourage you to um, remember the things that you did when you were little, you know, things that your parents may have done with you to help pass the time. It could be a spy. It could be, remember the alphabet game? where you would find the letters in order around the room or um, maybe when you were driving, that was a big driving game for us. 20 questions, that was always a fun one. I'm just tossing these out there as they're popping in my head. Um, and I'm sure you have, um, you have some of those too. And so those little old-fashioned games really come in handy because when our kids stress, they regress. And so being able to notice that and meet those needs as they're coming up can be really helpful. Um, Joni says, great idea, instead of the no and the check outline, pre-plan, yes. You know, it's all about sort of pre-planning. And I remember actually um, having this real strong awareness when uh, Marley was little that here's, here is a child going to the store with her mom, and there's this basket full of things that I am picking out. Now, granted, I realize I am shopping for our family, but all she sees is what I'm doing, right? I'm picking things out to purchase and take home. Why would she not think that would be something she would want to do too? So I realized that from her eyes, it's like, well, I want to do that too. I want to pick something out and put it in the cart. And so create, we would, I would create situations where she would get to pick. So it might be that she would pick out some of the apples or she would pick out, you know, I'd be like, we need five apples. So I'm going to get three and I want you to pick out two and then I'd show her like you know look for ones that don't have little holes in them and don't have little soft spots and you know sometimes we would make a big deal out of it and just pick whatever two apples but you know you get the idea um and then um the other thing is for all of us as adults that when when we see a parent and child struggling or a child struggling and the parent trying to help them if we could just all take a deep breath and remember that we've been there, um, that everybody needs to learn. It's like um, <laughs> Marley was telling me that um, she's been watching videos about driving because she's getting ready to be driving. And she told me that in, I think it's in New Amsterdam. I could be wrong. Maybe Australia. That's what she told me. In Australia, 
um, drivers who are who have their permit but not their driver's license, they have like a great big pink P that they or red P that they put on the front and the back windshields of the car, so that the other cars around them know that this is a person who has their permit, and they are learning. So we don't need to honk at them. We don't need to get short fused with them. We need to give them grace. Give them lots of, and space, right? <laughs> we need to give them grace and space because everybody went through a process of learning at one time. And I think that's like the coolest idea ever. But if we could just take that same idea and expand that to like all of our kids, to our kids when they're struggling in public and our fellow parents when they're working with their kids to try to help them maintain with all that stimulation, if we could just have that grace and give that energy of, I believe in you. It's not necessarily an energy that says, I agree with you because you don't know what you may be agreeing to, but you can certainly have an energy that says, I know you can work this out. It's all gonna be okay. You know, just an, it's all going to be okay. We understand. We understand as we're adults walking this earth, we understand that children have to go through learning phases. And sometimes those learning phases happen right in the middle of the grocery store. And they struggle and they cry. And they might even throw a great big ball of expression, expressed emotions because they're so upset about how unfair all of this is. And as adults, if we can just extend grace at that, and that energy that says that's okay, that child, you know, we can teach that child. That child can learn how to take some deep breaths. That child can learn how to be in public without it being so scary and overwhelming. And if we have that energy more than we have that critical eye, that's going to help so much more. So uh, that's it. Just kind of some wild ramblings today. Um, I hope there's something in it that's helpful. I know that being in public and having challenges um, that's hard for our kids too. You know, it's hard for them. They don't, they don't want to be in the grocery store and have all of it just come out all over the place. It's just hard, you know. And they're doing the best that they can. And you know, sometimes we just have to step back and analyze it. You know, it's like Brian said, "Z's the behavior." And so let's just backtrack and find out what you know. Did I miss something at M? Was there a red flag at M that I should have paid heed to that could have maybe kept us from getting to Z? Or um, maybe we need to look back and go, okay, so we consistently have challenges around this particular situation. Uh, let's break it down and see what we could do different. Let's see if we can do something creative and different than how we usually do it because you know, that whole giving the prize at the end of the trip, that's just an old paradigm. That's a paradigm that says, I'm going to reward your good behavior and your bad behavior. I'm going to punish by not giving you something. As opposed to saying, how can I set this situation up for my child so that they have the best chance of being able to maintain their emotional regulation in spite of all the stimulation that's around them? And then from that position, create a plan about how uh, how we're going to go to the grocery store and how we're going to do this and what's going to be our routine that's going to be in the best interest of all the people that are involved. 
So um, maybe just take that last piece and then you could cut that out and apply it to just about any situation you might be struggling with. Join us live on weekdays at 6.30 Central Time on Facebook at the Post Institute. Don't forget to get your copy of Brian's best-selling book, From Fear to Love, on promotion. Just pay shipping and handling at www.feartolovebook.com. That's www.feartolovebook.com.